Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So I was in the shower. I was cleaning my ass and making all the all sparkly. Thank you, clean. I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. <laughs> I just checked myself out. music, why? The glory holds like a, a like dick theater of magic around. Which means your pants had better come off. Mama needs playtime. We're not sluts. We just love love. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back, podcast listeners. Hello. Microphone people. All y'all. I'm already moving my microphone. Uh Uh-huh. Is that in a better place now? I don't know. (laughs) Yes, welcome back to another week here at By the By. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Another lockdown week for us? Every day is exactly the same, except (laughs) I work less some days. I'll let you figure out which days I work less. Um, All of them? In other news, <laughs> hey, I found your socks from this morning. Yeah, I know. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so Angela comes into the bedroom this morning. She's like, this is what I get for pre-planning. I pulled out some socks. I set them down somewhere, and I don't know where they are. They're in here. Yeah. They're in the podcast slash playroom, and they're next to the condoms and cum rags, of course, because yeah, why not? Yeah, the, the <laughs> socks are right next to the condom dispenser. It's great. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of a condom, right? A condom for your foot. (laughs) What kind of protection do you need down there? Jesus, woman. I don't know. Do some foot fucking, you know. Also, it doesn't hold water well. (laughs) Why is there there cum sleeping out between my toes? And that's where toe jam comes from. Oh, that's kind of (laughs) gross. Don't yuck my yum. Anyway. Yeah, Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, Hello. Hello, everybody out there. Um, look, there's probably stuff going on. I don't want to talk about this year, this week, because <laughs> I, I just don't. So, um, if you have an event going on, I'm glad. Good for you. Fuck off. Um, in other news, um, <laughs> I want to say a huge thank you to the people who are keeping me sane right now, um, which is the folks on our Discord chat. We very much appreciate the memes and there's also political talk yeah. that occasionally I will look at and just, yeah. It's yeah. nice to see that every country's fucked up. Looking at you, Canada, we always <laughs> thought Canada was like, Oh, look, it's, it's Canada. What's that all the boot? Everything's fine. They have a prime minister. We don't understand it. This is from the American accent, you know, or, or attitude. Um, not the accent. Anyway, I was gonna say the accent was not American there. <laughs> Shut up. Um, but we were like, oh, Canada's always got, they've got their shit and gear. They don't. They're just as fucked up as the rest of us. They just don't broadcast it mm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. We're all a little fucked up. So. That makes me happy. Yeah. But it is um, actually good. It, and it's, I think it's interesting to get that political talk going. And, and you know, while we don't want to be super political, it is nice to kind of get different perspectives and just see what everybody, what page everybody's on. And I mean, now, granted, it's not 
terribly different perspectives amongst our group there, but still there are some different thoughts and things. And it is good to see that. Yeah. Just remember always everybody. It's important to remember this. If you disagree with me, it's because (laughs) you're wrong. (laughs) Um, We had a lovely chat with the bed hoppers last night. Yeah. And uh, Mr. H I think told me that I was a grumpy asshole. He did. But Um, you have been a bit of a grumpy (laughs) asshole lately. Just, I'm just very, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, so, I'm so tired of everything. <laughs> um, the only thing that brings me joy anymore is Angela, the dog, and our new apartment. Yeah, and I will say it's it's interesting because we've been doing- Also, just as a side note, the dog is currently trying to eat the vacuum cleaner, which also <laughs> brings me joy. He's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> he just thinks everything is a toy, and right now he is in absolute play mode. Uh, he is. He's great. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. please continue. Uh, no, I was just going to say, I think it's really good. We've been doing a lot of Zoom chats with people, just trying to connect with people, stay in contact with them. Uh, obviously, a lot of texts and a lot of messages, because I do think it's important to... You are making a lot of noise over there eating your chocolate, mister. <laughs> the only other thing that gives me joy is the chocolate. <laughs> and I was trying to be as quiet as possible. And I realized it's, it's kind of like... Uh-huh. Anyway. We have the dog's attention. (laughs) He's like, can I have some of that? No, fuck off. Anyway, as I was saying. Sorry, sorry. Yes. So we've been doing a lot of Zoom chats with people and just like messaging people, trying to stay connected and make sure that everybody's good and in decent mental places and, you know, just supported and whatever. Uh, But at the same time, it's, I do find it interesting that, several people that we've had Zooms with and and tried to catch up with, there gets to be a point after not really too long where there's really not a lot else to talk about because nobody's really doing anything and there's not a lot going on. And it's just, but at the same time, it's not uncomfortable. It's just kind of like, yeah, we're just going to sit here for a minute. And then somebody thinks of something and conversation starts again. But it's nice to have people that you can have that kind of comfortable silence with and that you can acknowledge that, yeah. Everything no, sucks. No, nothing else to talk about. <laughs> we, we had a, a lovely, just to, to add to that, we the conversation that we had with uh, our friends that uh, at some point they'll get names, but um, yeah, we don't have at names this point them, we should we? just pa- yeah. probably call them the uh, theater gamers. I don't know. Um, the things that we have most in common with them are our loves of theaters and our loves of board games. Mm. But it was we had a, a Zoom with them and it was because like, hey, hey. <laughs> so... Yes, yeah, so. Life sucks, it doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So do you like doing stuff? Yeah, when it's allowed. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I mean, that was basically how the conversation went. Yeah. Then we yeah. started talking about food and all the food that we can't go out and eat. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I was sad. Yeah. <laughs> and then we talked to the bed hoppers, and of course they can now go out and do things. And so it was actually, it's it's good to have friends in different parts of the world because we're all in different spaces with this because they were locked down for what a year, a year and a more than a year but yeah i just love mrs a she's like yes we can go and do whatever we want but why why <laughs> so yeah it's it's good to you know have, have talk to people that are in different spaces because you get different perspectives and and at least you know amongst all of us somebody's got a story at any given point <laughs> i mean i can make shit up i mean come on oh fair know. enough <sighs> i'd rather it be 
true though wouldn't it be nice yeah wouldn't it be nice if we were freer then we could go out for so long fuck some people yeah that'd be nice yeah see our friends yeah we'll be there one day see our friends Mm. naked Mm. yeah yeah anyway all right we'll get there so here we are eating our chocolate (laughs) drinking our red wine it's a good Monday night. <laughs> good good start to the week, right? Okay, so I saw something the other day on the book of faces. Okay. Um was it a face? No, it was not. It was, was a Was it meme. a book? Okay. Um and so I thought this was interesting and I thought we might want to chat about it just a little. It's not going to take the full full uh Podcast. I think we're just going to do random shit tonight. If probably. Yeah. And I don't necessarily believe everything that this little thing was saying, but someone named uh, Nanking Decade, which is the first thing I don't agree with, uh, is this name, N-A-N-K-I-N-G Decade. Mm-hmm. What I mean when I say, quote, toxic monogamy culture. And that really stuck to me. Okay. Probably because my hands were covered in jizz. But it really <laughs> stuck to me because I was like, I, I know where they're going. And I feel like growing up, I had the princess complex mm-hmm. that I just wanted somebody to come and save me and and we would get married and be together forever and ever and ever and ever. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that is, for me, unhealthy. Uh, and I wanted to go through this list of things that this person, which who has a really dumb name, says when they post what I mean when I say toxic monogamy culture. So going back to what you just said, though. I said a lot of things. That, that I don't know if I could say dream or whatever of, of you know, a prince, princess, somebody. I think somebody, a good word, yeah. Yeah, coming and sweeping you off your feet and taking you away from things. And, you know, that like that's... That's Disney. That is absolutely. But it's not just Disney. It's, it's I mean, not. It's a lot of cultural. It's become Disney. It, but it is also a lot of cultural yeah. types of things and, and a lot of communities and cultural groups. Like you get taught that, religious groups. But it's, it is very much, at least in the U.S., it's very much like this is, what, this is what's supposed to happen to you. Yeah. If, and- if this doesn't happen, your life isn't on the right path. Exactly. That's, I think that's the issue that I have. And like I was talking to my my mom this week and one of the things that she was saying was she was like well we never pushed you to get married i'm like no you didn't but society did like, yeah. like i remember growing up in, in again in in the rural south and like that's just what you did and i remember learning very quickly that one of the reasons you go to university is to meet your life partner mm-hmm. and i look back at that and like that's one of the reasons wow that's kind of crazy um yeah, you go you go to university, you find a life partner and you get married and you have kids. Yeah, and like that was just it. You become this little factory basically. And while my parents necessarily didn't push that uh agenda, society did mm. very much. And and I think that that that's kind of a a problem um and I I just wanted to kind of chat about it a bit on the podcast tonight. Yeah. Um, so the first one is the normalization of jealousy as an indicator of love. 
Ooh. I know, right? I oh. loved that. I, I think that's great. Um, and that's fucking, fucking bullshit. Because I have heard mostly ladies say, though I can imagine, I, I can remember a, a fella saying this as well. He only does this or he only acts like this because he loves me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think oftentimes if somebody acts like something, it's not if, – if this is a negative emotion or a negative action, if they're doing something bad, it's not because they love you. But I think we confuse that with love. And I think part of that is, again, going back to Disney and the Disneyfication and media and, and movies that we see. Yeah, and also to further that just a little bit is there's very much a a belief that the more you love someone, the more jealous you will be over them. So if someone's hitting on them, looking at them, talking to them, whatever, that if you care about your partner more, that you will be more jealous. And that is so not healthy. No. But it's also... It, it, yeah, I absolutely can see that in a lot of things and when I was growing up and even into young adulthood. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, and I think that's something that we should try to not normalize. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, we see it in movies, and we've all heard those tales of, well, they do this because they love mm-hmm. me. Um, and, and it makes me sad because I think that's what children are being taught love is, mm-hmm. uh, and that is not what love looks like. And in reality, we should teach more compersion to our children. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and we've seen this in the swinging community as well, is mm-hmm. a bit of jealousy. And I get it because it's so ingrained in our societal hive mind. Yeah, and a little bit of jealousy is okay. And a little bit of, I mean, jealousy does happen. It does sure, come up. Sure, And And some of it is is natural and it's okay. It's how you handle it. And also, I would say it as well, what triggers it? Yeah. Because also if you're in the swinging community and someone talking to doing something with your partner is what triggers it, this you, you might need to revisit where you yeah. are as a couple in this lifestyle. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't be in this lifestyle. Yeah. Maybe monogamy is for you. Mm. But like, I, I do think it's, it is that question. Uh, you have to ask yourself, where does this feeling come from? And I think so often when people feel jealous, they don't ask that question. Mm-hmm. Why? Because that question's hard. Right, the easy path is to be aggressive or to f- let jealousy consume you, but the hard question is to start to feel more introspective and say, "Why do I feel this way?" Yeah, and that then the question will be, you know, it's you. Yeah, what's wrong with me? Um, and maybe there's nothing wrong with you. Again, like 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 you just said, jealousy doesn't necessarily mean that there's something wrong or bad. Mm. An overabundance of jealousy means there's something wrong or bad. Yeah, and and there's all kinds of ways that we've experienced and and others that we know have experienced jealousy and where that comes from. But I would say that for me, the two most common places that it comes from are my own insecurities and fear of missing out. Yes. Like that's typically, if, if I'm feeling at all jealous, it's usually because of one of those things. And for me, it's almost always fear of missing out. Yeah. Like it's, I'm, I'm not jealous of the person that you're doing things with, or, or I'm, I'm jealous of the lost opportunity to do something. Yeah. yeah. And then, and that maybe it's, it's not me because I can't be there for whatever reason. I want yeah. to be part of this. Yeah, yeah. It's very much a, it's not you. It's me. Okay. 
The next one. Mm -hmm. The idea that a sufficiently intense love is enough to overcome any practical incompatibilities. Which again, Mm. we have seen countless times. Mm. Perfect example, Cinderella. Cinderella is a uh, poor, abused slave girl who falls in love with a prince. They live happily ever after. That doesn't make sense. Isn't there a new Cinderella coming out? I'm sure there is. There's like a Cinderella every three years. <laughs> um, and in between those times, they just take that story and rehash it yeah. because we like that idea. Everybody loves a loser, mm. right? And <laughs> I can hear people go, Cinderella's not a loser. She's a loser that talks to animals. Her only friends are animals. Like, she's a loser. But, like, yeah, that, that doesn't make sense. But we see that quite often in movies because it makes good it makes a good story. Mm. It makes a good story to see somebody who's downtrodden and beat up and, and poor suddenly fall in love with the spoiled, for some reason, compassionate rich person, um, which I don't think any of those <laughs> tropes are accurate. Say, does that exist? I don't know. <laughs> no. But that kind of like, and it goes back to our triangle conversation that we had a couple of podcasts mm. ago, which is that intensity and the intensity, the infatuation that you have, is that enough to have a long-term commitment? Mm-hmm. And it, it is not. You have to actively choose to have that. Yeah. And that's when those times when you hear, if you love me enough, you'll blank. Yes. And, and that's like, that's not all, that's not really how it works. Like it can't just be that infatuation and I would say infatuation that limerence yeah. is typically what it is more so. Yeah. And that works for a little while, but it's not enough to sustain a relationship. No, I mean just because somebody kisses you while you're asleep without your consent doesn't mean you're going to be in love forever. <laughs> Looking at you, Disney. <laughs> you know, but again, it's like every Disney film. Like you name a Disney film that where the people live happily ever after. And it's kind of got that, you know, Tarzan, you've got me, Tarzan, you, Jane, I grew up with monkeys and, and really I am literally of the earth and you're a spoiled little rich girl. You've got, um, Cinderella, which we've already got, which we've already talked about, uh, snow white, you know, I had a perfectly healthy non-monogamous relationship with seven little no, like, like sex fiends and this one dude comes and saves me from my non-monogamy um even though they made me happy and occasionally bashful and sometimes sneezy sometimes sneezy <laughs> <laughs> but doc was there so it was all right um you know and, and then once they were all done with me i was sleepy um <laughs> Aladdin yeah. again you know you've got yeah. the little the riffraff street kid who falls in love with the rich girl like it's just a bummer. It's a fairy tale, but yeah. fairy tales aren't reality. Exactly. All right. The next one is the idea that you should meet your partner's every need. And if you don't, you're either inadequate or they're too needy, which I do love. At least they added the, and they're too needy. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're very much taught this. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and you know, it's again, something that we've talked about a million times on this podcast, mm. which is the, the idea that you are one that, you know, though that it's the Lord of the Rings theory, right? This is one, one relationship to rule them all. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because that's something I was very much taught just society and everything growing up and, and into young adulthood. And it was really in my first marriage that 
I don't even know how it came up or who brought it up first. I would say probably him. I don't really know. But it was that that thought of maybe there isn't just one person that can do everything. And that's, you know, we started looking at our friend circle and and people around us. And it is very much like, I can't do this for you. I'm not interested in these things. Go do it with somebody else. I don't want to, I don't need that as part of this relationship yeah. and, and vice versa. And I think that was the first time that I kind of had that realization that maybe there is another option. And I don't think I quite put non-monogamy to it. I didn't put the words to it and I didn't really think about it in that kind of way, but it was very much of a, at least from a friend's perspective, I don't think in my mind I had translated it quite to a romantic partner level yet, but at least from friends, it's like, I don't have to be your one best friend, your everything that can do all the things with you and have all the same interests. That's not, that's just not practical. I'm not you. I can't be this perfect little replicate companion to you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is a, uh, again, it goes back to this. It's an unhealthy sort of mindset. It's mm. it's ultimately dangerous for you because you, you literally cannot do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that said, I do think that there are monogamous cup, couples um, or monogamous relationships where they already recognize that. And it's not necessarily maybe your monogamous person is the person that you only have sex with. Right. Right. You still, you still hang out with friends, but I think about my, uh, my previous partner, somebody, I remember somebody saying to us, we never see you all apart. Like, and, and somebody commented saying that our names, actually, they ran it together Mm. because they were, we were always seen together. So they always ran our names together. That, for me now would be a, a red flag yeah. because we do have, we have all of our friends are pretty much the same, but we do, we spend time with them differently. Yeah. And I think it's important to have those, those separate times and the yeah. separate, whether it be separate interests or like you said, you know, maybe similar people, but have different experiences with them and obviously a lot to do together, but there does need to be kind of that. This is me time. And I think that's important for all of us for our mental health. And it also brings something more than to the relationship when you're with your partner. Right. Agreed. Yeah. And and now that we're all going through those of us at different times in the past year and a half lockdowns where we're very much stuck with our partners and that's really about it. I think that really highlights the fact that we need interaction with other people. Yeah. I mean, I love you to bits and, and I like spending a lot of time with you, but much like the Zoom calls, there gets to be a point where you're like, yeah, so. <laughs> you again. <laughs> So, <laughs> you again. <laughs> <laughs> and like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be on a romantic level because, you know, you can have a monogamous relationship and still have outside interests. And really, I think about some monogamous couples that we know, and there's even a lot of flirting with other people. But it's just, yeah. you know, that kind of harmless, low-level kind of just just a bit of flirting and it makes you feel good about yourself and it you know and it makes other people feel good about themselves and I, don't I know, still just, got it <laughs> yeah yeah it's nice to know that that's funny so. uh the next one up is the uh, so before we I'm sorry before we go on I'm just rereading the previous one mm. I just want to say if you feel this way that you have to be everything for your partner um, or you're either inadequate or they're too needy neither one of those are accurate. Uh, oh yeah no i just want to make that very clear um but yeah Hmm. the idea that a sufficiently intense love should cause you to cease 
to be attracted to anyone else. I, I, I struggle with this one a lot because I often think about the episode of Friends where each of them have a list. It was Friends, right? I'm pretty sure it was Friends. Continue on. I'll see if I recognize um, it. And they bump into Ross. I'm pretty sure it was Ross bumps into one of the people that was on his list mm-hmm. in the in the coffee shop. And the whole joke of it is, you were on my list. Is this your list? Yeah, but it's not the final draft. Well, it's laminated. Like <laughs> To go that far, to, to have a list of people that you're allowed to, you know, like, celebrities mm-hmm. i think that right there is enough like we often forget that celebrities are real people we just happen to see them on tv uh they're they're still people right mm-hmm. so why should you have a celebrity list but not a list of normal people wouldn't it be cool to have like a list of normal people that you're allowed to have uh, <laughs> like have sex with like this is this is megan from work uh this is this is charlie from from work you know kind of <laughs> This is Edgar from church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the priest. Yeah, but someday. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's ridiculous to say that you'll never be attracted to anybody. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it. for one thing, I mean, you think about how many people are on the earth and to think that there's not going to be someone out there that you can't or won't ever find physically attractive, mentally attractive, emotionally, whatever it may be, just because you've met this one other person on this earth. There's so many people out there that there is going to be some level of attraction to other people. And it's it's a hard thing for you to do to yourself. That's a bad mm. mental thing for you to do to yourself. Because then you say, well, if I am attracted to this other person, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with my relationship? Why why do I feel this way? Or maybe I shouldn't be in this relationship yeah. and then and then you could potentially end a really great relationship and then have nothing left yeah. because the other person doesn't want you. Exactly. And it's just it's really sad. Yeah. But it kind of goes back to the previous point in that there's this one person that's going to be your everything and that you know then you're no longer going to be attracted to anyone else and that's just yeah, I mean there's so many different layers and and levels of attraction and different kinds of attraction and to think that you're going to meet this one person and then oh no i can't be attracted to anyone else just yeah just doesn't make it's sense. really unfair yeah and i think that it's really unhealthy as well mm. okay so the next one is the idea that commitment is synonymous with exclusivity uh mm. and what i often think about that is like I've thought about this a lot because I've I've heard this before. And the question I would say is, what is your favorite drink? Are you a coffee person? Are you a tea person? Are you a sparkling water person? Coke, Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Red Bull, bourbon? Depends on what ta- liquid. It depends on the time of the day and the circumstances. Nope, nope, that's not it. You have to be committed to one. Right, and, and that's, that's and thing. that's the one that I get to have for the rest of my life, exactly. To the exclusion of all others. Yeah, exactly. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Of course, we would choose bourbon. No, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I we can't even do that with our alcohols. Mm-mm. Like red, white, rosé. Say, look at the that's alcohol just cabinet. Wine, <laughs> yeah. and then you look at liquors, and yeah. and like, why should you be 
committed to one with the exclusivity of all others. And I often, I would love to have a conversation with somebody who does believe that mm. because I, I need to understand that because again, then it goes to, all right, are you a popcorn or Maltesers person when you go to the f- movies, mm. you know, are, do you, some people put them together. Those, those are people are, I'm sure my people, but also weird. Um, <laughs> but I think that also goes back to. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Just that, that there's that one person. I, I just, I mean, I realize we're talking about monogamy here and it, it all goes back to that. But to to think that, I, I don't know, it just doesn't make any sense to I'm me. I'm saying that you can be monogamous. And I think that's yeah. what I want the point of this podcast to be, is that you can be monogamous. But these thoughts behind your monogamy, if mm. this is why you're monogamous, mm. that's the problem, right? You choose monogamy just like we choose polyamory. Yeah. But the whole commitment thing, I mean, there's, again, it goes like there's so many different levels of commitment and kinds of commitment. And to think that, so I guess, I, yeah, I guess it, to me, it begs the question of what do they mean when they say that you're committed to this one person, basically to the exclusion of all others? What kind of commitment? Yeah. Because there, we make all kinds of commitments in our lives to all kinds of people in all kinds of circumstances. So what exactly does that mean when you're talking about monogamy? Like, what is it that you're allowed to do, not allowed to do? Like, yeah. th- then you get into a lot of rules and boundaries, which we have in our non-monogamous relationship. But I feel like there'd be a lot more rules and boundaries, and that would be a problem for me. And it, I often find that these are the same people who are so st- staunchly monogamous are the same people who would be like, oh, I love Chick-fil-A. Do you? Do you mm. love Chick-fil-A? Mm. I love my job. I love Leonardo DiCaprio. I love Excel. Like, wait, do you like? Do you really love these things? Nobody loves Excel. <laughs> I'm sure there's somebody out there. Um, Bill Gates. Bill Gates. <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, I don't. I, it's 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 just it drives me crazy because these are the people that use love in a word. You know, and then the more you use it the less value it has. And I think a lot of, and I'm, we may get Which to this. Which is why I use fuck all the time. <laughs> Sorry. I say, I don't know what else you've got on the list here, but I think kind of what I'm getting from a lot of these is it's just those extremes. It's, and I guess that goes with many things in life is that when you get to the far extremes, that's when it gets to be a problem is like when it's this 
to the exclusion of all others or this only or that only or it's this but there's all these rules around it and all these caveats like it's those extremes that I think are the problems and when that's why you're doing something then probably need to rethink or look at things a little differently agreed anyway what's next um next is a uh, quick commercial break Mm. well well we're still in lockdown Hmm? we um we can't go out we can no longer even go shopping at our favorite sex toys sex stores to get our new sex toys. See, I can't even say the words. It just breaks my heart. But do you know what we can do? We can go to adamandeve.com and we can peruse their online sex store where they have all the best, newest, sexiest, naughtiest, dirtiest, most fun playthings that you could put inside yourself, on yourself, or inside or on your partner. All those things. And more at adamandeve.com. Pick out an item, throw it in your basket. When you go to the checkout, use the checkout code by the by. That's B Y T H E B I. And you will get that item at 50% off. You'll get some extra items thrown in there just to play with, just to titillate because you can't go outside anymore. So, what are you going to do? You're going to come inside. Yeah, you are. Right there. By the by, B-Y-T-H-E-B-I in your in your checkout code. You will also get that item free shipping and some videos on demand. That's adamandeve.com. Checkout code. By the by. I feel like we need to do some uh, toy shopping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a few things that I've been wanting and I just, you know, have been putting them off, but maybe, maybe it's about time. Oh my gosh. We should do this. Mm-hmm. Like you said, we haven't been able to get to our- We uh, can't go anywhere. We haven't gotten to our local shopping ages. It's sad. It's sad. Mm-hmm. I'm sad, Bradford. I'm sadford. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right. Up next, the idea that marriage and children are the only valid teleological justifications for being committed to a relationship. That Woof. makes me sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the answer to why do I get married? Mm. I think that's a good question. I think that everybody should ask that question of themselves. Why do I want to get married? But also in a lot of cultures, you it, it's very frowned upon and it's a really bad thing if you have children outside of marriage. Absolutely. And so I totally respect want, that. So if you want children, you have to get married yeah. first. But, I mean, okay, fine. But you ask that question. Why am I getting married? Why am I getting married to this person? Why this person? Why this chicken? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's I think about, like, why I wanted to marry you. And... Blowjobs. <laughs> I mean, not just blowjobs. Um, but blowjobs. Uh, but I could... I was getting fine. I was getting plenty of blowjobs without marrying you, right? True. Um, Very true. But I think it was one of those. They were all lined up at the door. Ready I know, to right? Go. right? Exactly. <laughs> Take a number. <laughs> one of my deli. Uh, eh. Now serving <laughs> 69. Uh, no, but I think that's important to ask that question. It's like, why am I marrying this person? Why do I, 
why? Why? What's yeah. the benefit? And like, yeah. what's really funny is having spent so much time with you, it was like mostly practical stuff. Well, you know, if I'm hit by a car, I want her to be able to come into the emergency room without too much drama. (laughs) And if we're married, then, you know, most of modern society will accept and she'll be able to to come in. But if we're not married, then she won't. Mm -hmm. Like that was important shit to me. I didn't want to die alone. (laughs) And it, and it wasn't glad to see I have a purpose in life here, but like, realistically like oh you know there's a tax implication like this is fucking bullshit yeah the tax is bullshit yeah like there's so much stuff that like it didn't change us really yeah yeah and i think and i would say as again this is a a difference in perspective as i've gotten older and and just kind of gone through life but when i was younger i think marriage was a lot more important for the institution of marriage because this is what you do right but then like when we met we were both very much like we don't really need marriage we can be in a committed relationship without it and and ultimately it was only circumstantial and a lot practical that we ended up getting married otherwise we very likely wouldn't have at least for a very long time until we got a you know just a whim and decided to do it yeah uh but yeah, I mean, it is one of those things that there are a lot of ways to show commitment to someone without having to be married. And yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel I, like, yeah, I just feel like it's, it's a good thing to do. And it is good to have the legalities. And there are a lot more rights that come along with that responsibilities as well. Mm-hmm. But there are, you know, but it does open up more doors. But also, if you decide that this really isn't the person for you, it then gets complicates things a lot to then, you know, go back and break that. Uh, but, yeah, at the same time, it is it is a bit practical, but it's not a requirement for me. To me, it was just like, we're already committed. It just makes these other things a little bit easier. But it doesn't fundamentally change our relationship with each other. And again, I think that that's something about children as well, is if you have children with somebody, being married makes it easier. Mm. Because again, it's from a legal standpoint, you have a little, you have another leg to stand on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I I guess maybe this is cynical Bradford coming through. Cynicalford. Cineford. Hmm. Uh, Cineford. <laughs> but like, I don't, I think you should ask yourself, is being married to this person going to change anything? Mm. And if the answer is yes, they're not the person to to marry. Like, it shouldn't change anything. Yeah. yeah. Really. And I feel like when we got married, nothing really changed. No. Uh, your name. And that was only mm. for practicality reasons. Mm. <laughs> because you hated your current last name. Mm. Uh, but, like, yeah, I, I just, I, yeah, maybe I'm too cynical now. I'm getting old. Maybe Mr. No, I, H is right. I'm just a crotchety old man now. <laughs> I think that is a good point is that if it, if it does fun to like, there are things that, I mean, it will change things, uh, but they should be from a practical perspective. If it fundamentally changes you, who you are, your relationship with your partner, just because of this random ceremony, then there's a bigger problem. Yeah. Uh, and if you think it's going to, then I, I think there's a bigger problem. Yeah. Address that first. Yeah. Then get married. Yeah. Yeah. And and by all means, don't get married just to have kids. Oh God, no! I mean, you can you can have kids and not be married. Yes, also it's, adopt. It's okay. Yeah. Don't don't feel like you have to propagate your own nasty fuck off <laughs> dumbass genes. <laughs> There's plenty of children out there that need love, and 
you can give it to them. And foster children too. Yes, absolutely. Ugh, people who need their own children. Anyway. Um, I was going to say, my genes are not good enough to pass along. Dude, my genes are full of, of diabetes and, and <laughs> semen. Like, <laughs> that's the last thing we need to propagate more of. <laughs> Maybe with semen, but not. <laughs> the diabetic gene should stay in my pants. Uh, the next one. The idea that your insecurities are always your partner's responsibilities to tiptoe around oh. and never your responsibility to work on. Oh, wow. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't think, I'm going to be honest, I don't think you should have to work on your insecurities. But at the same time, they're not your partner's responsibility to tiptoe around either. No, I, I, but I think what that's saying, basically the root of that is that we're not going to acknowledge these things. Yeah, and, that's right. and none of us are perfect. We all have things that we're insecure, that we're, that just, we need to work on things that aren't perfect about ourselves. And, and it's okay to acknowledge that. And it's okay to say either I need to work on this either on my own with help with you, you know, professional help, whatever it is, like I need to do this or to just say, this is how I am and maybe I've tried before maybe I've gotten to this point and I'm okay with where I am uh I don't know there's a lot of different reasons why you might or might not want to quote-unquote work on these things but at the same time they should still be able to be acknowledged you shouldn't have to tiptoe around any of that and you also shouldn't have to not acknowledge it I think part of being in that relationship and being with someone who really understands you and gets you is that you can say hey there's this thing and and it might come up from time to time and it may be an issue it might be a thing but hopefully it's not enough to really be too big of an issue or too much that you can't deal with it or that we can't be together. Yeah. I, I guess my thing with insecurities thing is, like I said, you don't have to deal with them and you shouldn't have to deal with them. You should deal with them, but you don't have to deal with them. Like those are two different mm. things. I have insecurities that I still have that we're human. We're going to, yeah. Like yeah. that's just, that's part of who I am. It's what makes me Bradford <laughs> or insecureford. If we're in Secuford, in Secuford, you keep correcting me and I love it. Each time it's better than what I'm coming up with. <laughs> ah, in Secuford. Uh-huh. Weird. Um, but yeah, like, in, I don't think there's, I don't think that insecurities are a bad thing. Um, if they, if they affect the way you live your life, they're a bad thing. If they change your attitude on, on who you are, Mm. they can be a bad thing. But I think that insecurities are kind of a good thing. I think part of the problem, the world is the way it is, is we're all too fucking confident and we say things with very little evidence uh, and that we should be a little more insecure about our, our, our knowledge base. Yeah. It's basically saying that vulnerability, looking at you, (laughs) anti-vaxxers, it's saying that vulnerability is bad and it's, it's not bad to be vulnerable. And especially with your partner, if you, if you can't be vulnerable with your partner, then I think you need to rethink your relationship. How, if you can't be vulnerable with your partner, how are they going to, how are you going to put yourself in a position like all fours on the bed with your, 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 your hands spreading your asshole, your cheeks so that your asshole is winking to the world, hoping that they'll lick it. How can you be that way and not oh, be vulnerable? I thought you were going to say wax it. Or wax it, but lick it first. <laughs> kiss then pain uh like of course you have to be there's you gotta address you know yeah come on come on people come on 
The idea that your value to your partner is directly proportional to the amount of time and energy they spend on you. And it is a zero-sum competition with everything else <laughs> they value in life. Like, uh, that's mm-hmm. that's a lot mm-hmm. right there. I mean, so basically, whatever loves your partner has, whatever makes them who they are, whatever made you fall in love with them, their passions and things, needs to be equal to or less than their love and passion for you. Oh, no, they just have to give up every other passion that they had, anything that they ever did, to serve me. Yeah. Yeah. And and put all of their energy and all of their time into me. That's that's what it means. It basically sounds like um, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I thought we were never to speak of that again. <laughs> he who shall not be named Christian Grey. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just... But it is interesting because you do see that. And, and I mean, I saw it in myself when I was younger in that you expect that, okay, so now that we're together, that we're either going to do all these things together or everything is going to be about us. And, and it is, you know, it, it goes back to having those separate interests. And that's a really healthy thing as opposed to saying that, no, we have to either do everything together or it all has to be about me or all about you. Like it, it just there's more to life and there's more to this world and there's more that makes us entire whole human beings. And like you said, like that's what made us that that's what made you the person that I fell in love with are yeah. these other interests and other things that you're doing. And it it's having that bit of extra besides just me. And on, on the converse to that, like you're in a relationship, you're in a long-term relationship and the person that you love has started doing something else they've picked up a new hobby like don't don't make them feel less for that like that's they're not running away from you they're not trying to escape you they're trying to better themselves and i think that's something that like growing up i saw a lot of is that every time someone tried to expand themselves the question was what does this do to my relationship with my partner and like that's not fair. Like you should be allowed to grow as a human and not affect the other person. Yeah. You know, if they want to be involved, absolutely. Let them be involved. If they don't cool. And it may even benefit them on some other level that they not even thought about yet. Yeah. Because I mean, because yeah, hobbies and interests can go all kinds of directions and you never know where it's going to take you and how it could influence you and your life and your relationships. Yeah. All right. So I have one more. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Ready for it. The last one is the idea that being of value to a partner should always make up a large chunk of how you value yourself. Dun, dun, dun. This feels very old fashioned. It does. But again, Going back to the very beginning and the Disney-esque kind of thing, mm. you are nothing by yourself, but you're something with someone else. Mm-hmm. That kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, that we're meant to be in a pair. If we're not yeah. pair bonded, then we're not. There's something wrong with you. Yeah. Uh, and that sucks because yeah. it's not accurate. Um, yeah. and, and it goes back to that giving your whole self to someone and not having anything of your own and and nothing that's yours. Yeah. And like this idea that that statement is supposed to be this magical, true love thing. When in fact, that's really depressing and bleak Mm. to, 
to have nothing other than yourself to give to a person. And if they don't accept it, then there's something wrong with you, not there's something wrong with them. Uh, or you're only as valuable as the, the uh, how much the other person is willing to give to you. Mm. Uh, which that's really unfair. That's painting somebody into a corner. And yeah. it's, yeah, it's a, it's such a bleak, dark, <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah. It's interesting because I think about a lot of these things and, and when you think about, so we're in this relationship, we meet, we get into a relationship, we fall madly in love with each other. We give each other a hundred percent completely to each other to the exclusion of everyone else and everything else. And your interests, our interests have to be shared. They have to revolve around each other. And, and then we then become no longer who we were when we first fell in love with each other. And there's, there's no interest left. And so then, you know, not just shorter term, but say five, 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road, what's left of interest like yeah, who if, are you anymore yeah if we, if we've completely given up who we are and thrown ourselves into this relationship just for the sake of the relationship and to try to be everything for this other person and not have any bits of ourselves left where does that leave you in the long long term that's not going to be a healthy viable relationship and it likely won't be a relationship anymore at that point yeah like it, it it ends up being more of a business commitment. Yeah. Uh, and I do find, I, I, I definitely look at all of these and I see the seed of positivity in them. Yeah. But unfortunately, our culture has turned them into mostly negative things. And again, this idea that you val- your, val- your self-valuation comes from how much somebody else values you. Mm. That's depressing you know, you're better than that. You're, you're more than that. And you, other people suck. (laughs) Well, and like I said before, I think a lot of it comes down to, these are, a lot of these are extremes. And when you take anything to the extreme, then it's going to be a bad thing for you, for your partner, for the relationship. And there has to be balance. And, and, and there are bits of these that are okay to some levels. Yeah. Like but, I said, the seed is positive. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think about the, especially the ladies that I graduated high school with mm-hmm. and how they got married within three to 12 months out of graduating high school. They immediately started having kids. And some, most of them have between three and six children now. Yeah. And their only definition of who they are is their relationship to their partner, mm-hmm. but even more than that, their children. And that's great. If that's what you want, that's great. But that's not a long-term investment. Like, I think that you should look at, this is going to be a a, a, um, a Bradford original here. Mm-hmm. I think that you should look at your relationship at home as we do our relationship to our work. And oftentimes we put money into our super or we put money into a retirement plan of some sort. If the only thing that defines you is how you keep your home, how you keep your partner, and how you keep your children. At some point, those children are going to go off and have their own children mm-hmm. or go off and, and do their own thing. What are you going to do then? 
What's your retirement plan? What's your, once you're done with the children, 20 years from now, look at yourself now, look at yourself plus 20 years when those kids have moved on and are either in university or having kids of their own. Are you then only a grandparent? It's like, is that your only goal? I mean, for some people it is. It's so bleak. Like, yeah. And, and like, but we let's also- say you're a religious person and you believe in this great and wonderful, strong, loving, higher power. And your only goal is propagation. You're basically a factory. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> you're a sweatshop. You're, you're, your body's a sweatshop. And that's just like, ugh. I mean, if that's what you want, mm. good for you. But please don't vote. There's more out there. <laughs> please stop voting. <laughs> uh, it's just, yeah. And that's why I'm a grumpy old man. Yeah, and, and but going back to what you said at the beginning is is that monogamy can be okay. It can be a good Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. And we know a lot of people who are in very healthy monogamous relationships. But it's take a look at why you're in this relationship and why is it monogamous? Just like how we look at a relation our relationship and we say, Why are we not monogamous? What is it that we get from this? Is this something we want to continue doing? Are we happy with this or do we want to rethink it? And and yeah, the question is, why are you in the relationship that you're in and in that, whatever the relationship paradigm is, why are you doing it? And is it a healthy thing for both of you? And, and is it a good thing? Or is there some other underlying kind of thing that you're like, oh, maybe that's not the best reason? Yeah. And I think that every, again, like we said, like like you said, like I said, like we said, whatever. <laughs> like monogamy is, is as a relationship paradigm is great. Uh, and a lot of people are very happy with it. But I think you should look at this list and say, do I relate to any of these? And mm-hmm. if you do, well, you can still be monogamous and healthy monogamous and happy monogamous and still not feel this way. Mm. I think that all of these are underlying cause of why monogamy fails. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that these are all things that a relationship therapist would bring up and and make you question. So if you question these things fix them and still be monogamous. Those things are not mutually exclusive. Well, I can look at previous relationships. I can look at other people's relationships in my life and I can see where monogamy failed because of things on this list. Agreed. Like, I can absolutely point to it and say like, yep, that was this one. That was this one. Like in, or multiples, but it could definitely be like, yeah, no, that's, that's why this failed. Yeah. Agreed. Or at least it was a good chunk of why it failed. I should say. Yeah. Is failed the right word? I don't think failed's the right word. I mean, it, you weren't successful. If you aren't successful, <laughs> I mean, do you, I mean, we can candy coat it. Wait, we learned and we moved on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, that's our podcast for this week. Yeah. Um, remember, if you have something exciting going on, we don't want to hear about it. Oh, we uh, do, but only on Discord. Yes. And and there need to be pictures. We got to have proof. That's right. <laughs> Sexy pictures, <laughs> of it, or it ain't real. Um. I'm sure there are a lot of amazing things going on out there. I know that the uh, the bed hoppers are doing something amazing. I know that Life on the Swing Set is doing something amazing. And I know that the sensual ball is happening. Um, but again, I don't care. Uh, so go and check out those things. They're going to be so much fun and things where people can be in person. Uh, if you can get vaxxed, take your shot. Man up, woman up, pussy up, balls per- up. Person up. Person up, human up. I don't care. Just fucking get shot. Get the jab Get in the, the jab, arm. Get the jab, mate. Jab uh, in the arm. And then uh, additionally, 
join us on our Discord server. Uh, do that by going to patreon.com slash buy the buy podcast and support us and you will get an invitation to our Discord server and we can chat and laugh and be merry um, unlike what I am currently. Uh, go message us on all of our socials. We are at by the buy podcast on Instagram, on Twitter and on the Facebook or you can email us, theatomsofloveat at gmail.com. You can go to our website, www.bythebuy.com.au. Go to our contact page. We also have an events page. It is desolate and depressing well, right now. Yeah. Uh, in fact, we need a little animated, um, mm-hmm. um, like what's the little loading ball thing? Oh, oh. Uh, uh, in American Midwest. Yeah. West. Those balls, people are yelling at hold us on, on the podcast. On, hold on. Tumbleweed. Tumbleweed. There you go. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you know, this weed that just rolls around and tumbles a you, bit. You kept getting me off by saying ball, and I was like, stop talking. I need to think for a second. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we need a little tumbleweed on our, our, on mm-hmm. our uh, events page. Uh, we'll get there one day, one day. Someday, but yeah, yeah. probably in late 2022. It'll be at least next year. Uh, yeah, so um, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.